0: Good evening. This evening I have in front of me documentation from the Feast Day of St. Clair from August 11, 2014. At the time I had accepted the Commission as Formation Director within the Stella Maris Fraternity in Key West, Florida. The assignment I was given consisted of three questions. How do I utilize scripture on a daily basis? How has scripture helped me? How can I use scripture to help others? Utilizing scripture on a daily basis, the first words out of my mouth are prayers, specifically the rosary. And I began each day by attending morning mass. Whether I am partaking in the mass as a lector, Eucharistic minister, extraordinary minister, secular Franciscan, or just part of the congregation, I have an important responsibility to God to act reverently when in the house of God. I have a duty first and foremost to my Holy Father in Heaven and equally be there for my family when they need my prayers, assistance, and guidance. I believe we are called as Catholics to be instruments of peace and love and understanding to everyone. To show others the Spirit of God living and dwelling within us is the best gift we can offer. We want others to see Jesus ministerially through our good deeds. They speak above and beyond our words, touching the lives that really need to be touched and healed by the living Jesus that exists deep within our very own hearts, minds, and souls. I believe that I am being transformed daily through scripture, and my hope and my great hope is that everyone present within the Holy Mass gets to see and fully experience our living and true Jesus through the Mass and upon receiving the Holy Eucharist. We must not forget the importance of having a weekly confession. We fall into sin more than we realize, and in order not to repeat the same sins over and over again, we need to acknowledge our shortcomings so that great inner healing can begin to take root deep inside of our hearts. Scripture is so powerful in and of itself. Once it has taken root within one's soul, we no longer find ourselves tripping over our personal weaknesses but are rising above every last one in order to become great men and women of God. My husband mentioned to me just days ago how the best teacher in the whole wide world is living deep inside of my heart and that teacher is Jesus Christ. Hearing those words from my spouse made me realize that I cannot rely completely on my thoughts because They are not always accurate, and because of that, they can deceive me. I must fully rely on God and trust that God spoke in that very moment just for me through my spouse. That was the greatest gift because for so long I was down on myself about not having an education. And now I see how God is weaving something new in me through his almighty and awesome wisdom so that I may truly comprehend exactly what the Holy Spirit was trying to accomplish through my husband. We have been given the gift of free will. It is something we must be careful with. We can make choices that help us and others that hurt us. But when we surrender ourselves to certain choices and beliefs, we take the great gift of our free will from God and bring it to an even greater level of hope a sustaining hope that bridges the gap between good and evil. It all starts with our permission and ends with it, if we make the right choice, of course, within God's most perfect will for our lives. Knowing this truth, only Jesus can make our beginning and ending great. Without Jesus, Scripture, reconciliation, forgiving ourselves and others, there is little hope for us in obtaining the many great joys God has originally planned for us at our holy baptism. My mission statement as Formation Director to Stella Maris Fraternity at the time was to encounter the living, active person of Christ in all my brothers and sisters in and through sacred scripture, in the Church, and in liturgical activities, placing oneself on an equal basis with all people. The secular Franciscan order belongs to the Franciscan family and is formed by an organic union of all Catholic fraternities, whose members move by the Holy Spirit, commit themselves through profession, and live the Gospel life after the manner of St. Francis. In their secular state, following the rule approved by the Church. Our fraternity must be active, visible, joyful, and praying during ongoing formation, socializing, and outreach. Interviewing our fraternity this week, I was able to obtain a new perspective on the great and wonderful depth of the awesome faith in and through Jesus, Mary, and our seraphic Saint, Francis. I am overjoyed inside to receive this important responsibility in assisting our fraternity to grow together, partaking in God's wonderful work. My spirit is filled with a seraphic love. Enclosed is a copy of each conversation shared respectively within our Stella Maris fraternity in Key West, Florida. My prayer is that each response given offers each of us new hope with enlightenment that encourages a personal one-on-one with Jesus individually yet as a fraternity, to rebuild one another and draw one another closer in holiness of St. Francis and St. Clair. I begin this journey excited to be this close to the Lord, and I want to begin by thanking St. Francis for the gift of his seraphic love, a love that will blossom in God's perfect timing, God's perfect garden, like all the sunflowers growing in the sun-drenched fields of Assisi, Italy, Sandy's response to how she uses scripture. Sandy grew up being shown at an early age through her nanny how to read the Bible. She remembers happy scriptures, mostly Psalms, and using them to work with children. She said that our God is an active God, not a passive God. The use of all scripture picks up all people who are down. God is always there for us, and the word of the lord goes forth there is so much encouragement scripture has helped sandy through an example and that what scripture means to her so much comfort scripture is my heart and in my mind to know that is why it is hard when i deal with people deep down inside i believe that the lord has a spot that only he can fill and if we reach out to someone they have a choice If they don't like that scripture, they can move on. Scripture can help everyone and every experience through teaching, commitment, and training. Scripture being used to help family, friends, and congregation. As remembered in Ephesians 6, Sandy chooses to put on the helmet and armor of God, constantly pray and put on the armor of God, and dust off the hitchhikers. Sandy's beloved aunt went to every Presbyterian meeting within the women's group five times a week to church with her toddler. She took Sandy to church, and that was the joy of her life. At age three, the Lord took Sandy by the hand and prepared her to help someone along the way. Victoria, Vicky was, Vicky uses scripture on a daily basis. Vicki really doesn't have a social life. She is a hermit in her house. She has one or two friends. She socializes only with her two sons, Carlos and Peter, her sisters, niece, and grandchildren. How has scripture helped Vicki? Like Vicki said, she doesn't socialize much. She doesn't have the friends she used to. Her only social life is the church. Vicki uses scripture to help her kids and grandchildren. Vicky prays all the time. She said prayer is her life. Her favorite book, A Piece of Your Heart. <clears throat> Jim, I always try to start off the day fantastically. Jim uses scripture on a daily basis through the usage of the Liturgy of the Hours. The best way to express it, they give you a new thought every day. Scripture has helped Jim. Whenever he has troubles, concerns, he prays. It is a constant with him. If Jim sees people in trouble, he'll say a prayer for them. Just like Cursillo, I try to see Christ in everybody. Jim asked if I had made my Cursillo, and I said yes, and that it changed my life forever. Jim went on to mention his fourth day which is that special day after the three-day Cursillo weekend retreat is made. On Jim's way to the rectory, a man down and out was begging for 10 cents for a cup of coffee. Jim ignored him and then later went over to find him. And when he did, he was gone. And Jim had felt bad. His story reminded me of a personal encounter, I believe, to have happened between St. Patrick and I when handed a four-leaf clover when my nanny passed away. And the same thing happened to me when I had looked up to thank him for the four-leaf clover. He was gone. Jim advises that we use scripture to give the best advice we can. He recalled when his daughter was pregnant with her sixth child and her husband wasn't making enough money. They both lived in a crowded house. Their car kept breaking down. Jim always looked at that with a sense of humor. Jim also reminded his daughter that something always good happens when a baby is born. Eventually, his son-in-law received an even better paying job. They were then able to purchase a larger house, an even better vehicle, knowing all along that having another baby was in fact the best thing that happened in their lives, and that whatever you pray for doesn't come back the way you expect it but it does come back in the form of God's will and we have to trust that God's will will intercede and watch his perfect plan unfold instead of trying to rush in our next plan jean jim's spouse jean has the and continues to use scripture through the daily reading of the magnificat in it she meditates on the daily morning and evening prayers on that particular day. Jean also reads the word among us, which interprets all the Gospels. It's magnificent. You learn what they talk about. Scripture has helped Jean every day. The way she prays her rosary, say for example, it is the day to recite the glorious mysteries. It makes her think of his glorious life of Jesus while saying, Hail Mary to our Blessed Mother. She uses scripture to help others when she discovers a beautiful reading. She copies it and gives it out. When a loved one was in jail, Jean sent a copy of the word Among Us, and it helped tremendously. Jean suggested during our talk that I include the scripture assignment to Maggie, Martha, Sue, and Anita. I think that is a great idea. We also discussed my thoughts about a divorced woman who attended my profession, on April 13, 2013, that no one else knew in our group and Jean said it could have very well been that she was just a visitor and happened to read about the profession and decided to attend. Even so, it was the perfect opportunity to have fully introduced her as an inquirer at the following fraternity gathering in May. All I can do is pray for that special woman, knowing that our seraphic Francis invited her to break bread and experience a beautiful profession given by Deacon John Kirk and Father Tom Murphy. And lastly, my response to Scripture. I utilize Scripture daily on the World Wide Web site DivineOffice.org. Through social media, we receive highly informative meditative scriptural reflections that help us to delve into more clearly the true meaning of the Mass. All the prayers contained take us beyond the readings into deep meditative reflections that familiarize us with the saints and inspire us all to desire growing more into a saint ourselves. How can anyone strive towards sainthood, you may ask? I think it starts with a daily examination of conscience, which is always included at the end of all prayers offered during that specific calendar day. This spiritual compass helps us, all of us, tremendously, if we choose to, in staying on course that is much more intimate with Jesus, our Blessed Mother, and our Seraphic Francis. Scripture has helped me to help myself through setting aside time alone in silence, without distraction, so that I can hear more clearly and see more vividly the reality of the life I live and those that I care about are living in. Honestly, the very best advice I could ever give must come from prayer and my relationship with Jesus. Twenty years ago or more, my precious mother offered to give me her parents' Bible, given to her way back when, and to be honest, from that very first time I opened it up, it has always been my source of hope and joy. On numerous occasions, I have referred to scripture for answers when things in my personal life have gone awry. Not just for myself, but in letters I have written to my beautiful stepchildren over the years while they encountered struggles in their college and interpersonal life. Scripture gives us all the proper tools necessary to make better decisions. Those better decisions offer us a better life, totally blessed by and through the Holy Spirit. Even today, those answers that the majority of us are looking for still hold true through reading Holy Scripture. It is an ongoing journey in finding the hope we all need through prayer and using what Jesus had spoken to the hearts of prophets, apostles, saints, and applying that simple act of wisdom, as we all know as Catholics, to be tried and true for now and throughout the eternal joyful journey. Yes, it can be joyful when we follow God's law and obedience. Yes, Scripture has an important place in my life, as well as yours. Scripture never fails to offer us hope, and honestly, Scripture is that powerful hope that is missing in so many lives that have chosen to abandon God completely. It is because of the orphaned, the abandoned, the widowed, I followed Jesus' ways through Scripture, and I will continue my walk with Him and our seraphic Francis until the day God calls me home. In closing, I would like to share the reading given on the feast day of our Franciscan saint whose life we celebrate, the 14th of August, 2014, Maximilian Mary Colby. God is all-knowing, all-wise, knows best. What we should do to increase his glory. Obedience alone is a sign to us of God's divine will. Holding fast to his will, we are filled with unsurpassable strength. Obedience raises us beyond the limits of our littleness and puts us in harmony with God's will. In boundless wisdom and care, he will guide us to act rightly. Obedience is one and only way of wisdom and prudence for us to offer glory to God. Scripture summed up his entire life at Nazareth in these words. Scripture sets obedience as the theme of the rest of his life repeatedly, declares that he came into the world to do his Father's will. In this antiphon, Christ will be exalted in me, whether we live or die, for to me to live to Christ and to die is gain concluding prayer O God who filled our priest martyr Saint Maximilian Colby with a burning love for the Immaculate Virgin and zeal for souls and love of neighbor graciously grant through his intercession that striving for your glory by eagerly serving others we may be conformed even unto death psalm prayer help us and we shall be saved lord god leave us and we are doomed may you remain with us always so that the fullness of life may be ours my brothers my sisters in christ we have a beautiful awesome faith may this faith always be the sustaining force in your life until the day jesus comes for you amen